The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. Hello, this is G. Cobb with you on uh, voiceamerica.com, and this is G. Cobb in the House. Of course, uh, everybody's mind is on uh, what happened at the Eagles quarterback situation and uh, the situation that's evolved. It's one of the top stories in America right now. And everybody wonders what's going to happen this week, uh, what's going to happen on Sunday with uh, Michael Vick because it could be a huge game either way. Uh, From a standpoint of importance, it is a fork in the road for Michael Vick. Uh, it could be a fork in the road for Kevin Cobb. It could be a fork in the road for Andy Reid, or for that matter, for the Eagles franchise. It is clearly a huge week, and everybody wonders uh, what's going to happen. How is Vick going to play? You know, um, will he be the guy that we saw last week? Uh, with the quickness and uh, with the uh, crisp decision-making, um, the effective passing, uh, will he be the guy that can move the Eagles up and down the field and make things happen? Or will he begin to stumble? Will the Lions come out and have a defense that's Vic-proof? Namely, uh, they stop him from getting outside. They stop him from turning the corner and, and, and really putting pressure on the defense. Uh, you know, they they, um, they pressure him to the point to where he can't really make the plays that he made last week, and he gets to the point where he's just ineffective and struggling. Or uh, will we see uh, the Michael Vick that uh, we saw last week? That That's really what it comes down to. Uh, if he's able to be effective again this week, who knows what awaits the Eagles next week, uh, because you know you, you're going to have a situation where uh, people want to win. It's all about now. Uh, I've said before uh, during the off season, you had all the talk about we're going to we're going to give uh, Kevin Cobb some time and we're going to be patient and everything. I, I knew to let it go in one ear and out the other. No reason to believe it because. Everybody's about now. Uh, we live in this culture, which is about now. Uh, nobody cares about what's going to happen next year. You know, everybody's about, well, what's going to happen today? You know, what's going to happen this minute? And that's what everything's about. So uh, if uh, Michael Vick can go out there and put the Eagles in a position to help them win, then you know. It's it's going to be you know some major problems, uh, 
um, for you know the the Eagles. If he can't get it going, it's just going to create problems, you know. And and you know that uh, you know Michael Vick is a he's a playmaker. He's a guy who just from a you know man to man situation he can he can make it happen, you know. There's no no doubt about it. He can make it happen, and uh, uh, the Eagles were able to corral a Vic, um, but uh, you know, uh, Vic can make it happen, man, or or he he can't. Well, in one way or the other, that's that's the whole thing. I was just looking at uh, Vic on the NFL Network. They're they're talking about Michael Vic. Um, so that's what it's going to be about, you know. Uh, you know, um, here I got some guys that are going to be calling in right now, um, and we could go ahead and talk about this because, really, you know that that is the number one story. And like as I see right here at the start, you got the start of uh, the of NFL Network, and uh, what do you think they're talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, uh, what do you think they're talking about? They're talking about, you know, Michael Vick. Is anybody on the line yet? Uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have some people calling in shortly. Okay, all right, why don't you just let them on through. But, of course, as I said, everything is about, um, about um, you know, Michael Vick, uh, how Michael Vick is going to play. And, um, you know, people are saying that, you know, we should be more patient, of course, with Kevin Cobb and that, he hasn't had a proper chance, you know. And I mean, Andy Reid said he's going to be the starter when he gets back, but right now he's not playing. So focus can't be on Kevin Cobb. Focus has got to be on the guys that are going to be playing, and and that the guy that's going to be you know calling the signals will be Michael Vick. How you guys doing? I'm doing well, Jake. That's good. That's good. That's uh, we've got Bob Cunningham and uh, Denny. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, and uh, we got uh, Denny Basins. And uh, so, what, what I mean, what are you guys? You know, uh, just telling everybody. You know, the number one story in the nation. Uh, and I see. I'm looking at NFL Network. The number one story is Michael Vick, the Eagles. What's going to happen with the Eagles' quarterback situation? What's going to happen with Kevin Cobb? Uh, will Vick? Uh, t- uh, can he um, do enough? And if he's very uh, successful, will he take the job? And so, you know, what do you guys, what is your, your take on it? Uh, go ahead, Bob, you jump on it first. What's, what's your whole take? What should happen? How, what should Andy, uh, Andy Reid's thinking be, and how do you feel about the whole thing? Well, first off, I've never been a fan of Cobb. I've never been uh, real impressed with him. You know, even at training camp, uh, you see a guy making the throws, but it's easy to make the throws when you got the red shirt on. Uh, no one can come after you. That's easy. Uh, but when there are guys in his face, he panics. He stares at the rush. Uh, he doesn't set his feet. He can't, you know, as Ron Jaworski would say, look down that gun barrel and make the throw. I've never mm-hmm. seen him do it. Uh, you know, any game he's been in, had, I mean, even uh, New Orleans and Kansas City, he was okay. I mean, Kansas City, bad defense. Uh, the way Vic played, I-, I think it would be ridiculous to ignore it. And if he plays well against Detroit, uh, I mean, I don't see Andy sitting Cobb, but you really have to have to think about what you're doing if uh, Vic comes in and earns him the win. Yeah, well, you know that that's the whole thing, uh, and and I can see where you know the the pressure is increasing uh, to the point where 
Um, I don't know that, um, you know, uh, Kevin Cobb's going to have a lot of supporters who are going to say, you know, well, we we got to we got to stay around him. I, I think as time goes on, they could be uh, they're there now. But as time goes on, I don't know if those people might evaporate. What do, what do you think, Denny, about the whole quarterback situation? Right, well, I think it's a shame that uh, Kevin Cobb got hurt, but uh, he was terrible in that first half. There's no denying that, and he was forcing a lot of balls into coverage. Uh, he threw off his back foot a couple times. They're just recipes for disaster. But going forward now, Michael Vick, I, I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to do a good job on. Uh, played well last week, but for Cobb, it's a shame because these next two games, I think, would have been important for him. Now, we know he's going to miss this week. We'll see if he misses next week, but these are a couple games against the Lions and Jaguars that maybe he could have played well and uh, build up some momentum, and and now uh, maybe if he comes back against uh, Washington in week four, like without playing either of these two games, that's just going to put him in a, a tougher spot. He's going to be facing another great defense that has given the Eagles trouble over the years, and yeah, if he if he struggles, then it's only going to increase the uh, calls for uh, Vic. Well, you know the thing about it is, this is so, uh, you know, really, um, uh, it, it looks so much like what happened last year. Think about it. You know, Kevin Cobb. One of the reasons he's here and McNabb is not because McNabb got hurt in that game. McNabb doesn't get hurt in that Carolina game. There's no way McNabb would have thrown for 4,000 yards uh, in the season if he hadn't got hurt in that game. Because you think about it, he really missed two and a half games, you know, because he got hurt. And he would have put up big numbers in those games. And uh, chances are he threw for like 3,500 yards. He would have thrown thrown for for 4,000 yards. Uh, It would have been a huge season. He probably would have thrown for more touchdowns. Might have, might have gotten, you know, close to 30 touchdowns. Who knows? But anyway, but he gets hurt. Kevin Cobb gets a chance to show himself. And he winds up where they, where they wind up trading McNabb and everything. Now, it's like, you know, it, it's happened again. Uh, you've got Cobb getting hurt in the first game. Uh, you've got Vic getting a chance to play. And now what are they going to be thinking about going forward? I mean, it's. It's really fascinating in a way, but it, it's uh, it's not a, a a sure science. Now, going forward, you guys, uh, what, what's your thinking? What do you think the Eagles' thinking should be? I mean, how how much does Kevin Cobb need to do to be the guy after this year? And could and and will you decide to let go of uh, Michael Vick, let him get out of here and go elsewhere? Keep Kevin Cobb on, you know, as your starting quarterback. If he continues to struggle, are you are you strong enough to do that? Do you think Andy Reid is strong enough to do that? Uh, go ahead, uh, Denny. Why don't you jump on that? All right. I think that this year, this year's got to be all about uh, Kevin Cobb. Uh, the Eagles—they've put too much money, too much time into this guy just to pull the plug like so quickly after like a half, like many people want to do, or even just half a season. I think you've got to once he comes back. You've got to be patient. You've got to ride it out. You've got to let him take his lumps. You've got to let him grow for it. I mean, not every quarterback uh, is going to hit the ground running right away. I mean, in the last few years, we've seen guys like Matt Ryan or Joe Flacco come in and do well right away, but that's typically not the norm. Uh, It takes some time for quarterbacks to get experience and learn from their mistakes and perform well. And as for uh, Michael Vick, He's going to get his shot the next week or two. Um, I'm sure he'll do well, but uh, 
I just I'm, I don't think that he's a long-term solution. He might be a short-term fix if you want to win now, but even then, I think he could only take you so far. Okay, what's what's your thoughts, uh, Bob? I mean, um, yeah, Bob. Well, I, Reed is going to stick with Cobb. Uh, that's his guy now. He's married to him. Uh, he's got no choice. At least for this year, uh, he's got to stick stick with Cobb. Or if he doesn't stick with Cobb, the McNabb trade looks really bad. I mean, you've got people who already are questioning why would you trade him in the division, why would you trade him at all. So if you bench the guy, you traded him away to play, oh, man, he's really he's going to get torn up, and the whole trade is just going to look like a disaster. Well, think about this. Uh, that could look bad because they don't play him. It could look worse because they do play him. I mean, because if he continues to play poorly, think about how bad this looks to have a guy playing that poorly and you're playing the guy and you've got a guy that's better sitting on the bench and everybody's saying, well, the only reason you're playing this guy is because, you know, you screwed up and you don't want to admit it. And so that's why, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're not answering up to it and admitting it and, uh, and moving on. I mean, you know, that's, that's one thing. I mean, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Well, this is Philly, so there's always going to be uh, people who get on Reed for anything he does. But Cobb has a built-in excuse. If you keep playing him, you can always go back to the, well, it's his first year as a starter, uh, you know, and then you can – uh, bring up the stats of all the first-year guys. You know, Peyton Manning didn't do well. Steve Young didn't do well. Yada yada yada. And he's got so he's got a built-in excuse. So I think Greed. Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think that. that's good. Uh, you know, to, to try to do that. The only thing is, over time, um, you know, as you put together horrible games, that is a tough sell here in Philadelphia. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're going to stay with it. We'll continue talking about um, the Eagles, the quarterback situation, and uh, the games that are uh, getting ready, uh, the Eagles getting ready to play. should be very interesting. Stay with us on G. Cobb in the House on voiceamerica.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Here's what's happening this week on The Trail with Jim and Trav. Actor, outdoorsman, the star of Criminal Minds, Joe Mantegna. Chris Keeper of the infamous Vahel Ranch in Michigan. Southern Outdoors Women website creator, Misty Nettles. And Jeff Keyes, owner of Keyes Hunting Gear, will be our special guest. And we'll be hitting on The Trail with a guy that thinks a freeway is the back door to a picture show. We're talking about those guys from Vanderbilt's, your work boot center. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G. Cobb in the house. This is Gary Cobb back with you on VoiceAmericaSports.com. And I've got uh, Denny Basins and Bob Cunningham. And we're talking about the Eagles and their amazing quarterback situation. Now, uh, either one of you guys, I want you to tell me that you didn't think this quarterback controversy was going to get inflamed at this level, after the first game of the season, do either you guys think that or, or what? No chance. Uh, I'm. <laughs> it was the last thing on my mind. Uh, yeah, I figured it would come at some point. Like I said, I'm not a Cobb fan, but yeah, after the first game, I was not expecting it this early. Now, um, you know, you're checking out the game. What do you think was the biggest problem with Kevin? What do you, what do you think is that's that's uh that's messing him up? I think that um, he panicked in front of the uh, pass rush a little bit. Like There were some problems with the uh, protection of the offensive line. Uh, with Sean McCoy missed a couple blocking assignments. Um, it let uh, Clay Matthews get into Kevin Cobb's face uh, early and often. And he's running for his life play after play. Like He got a little jittery, and that's when he tried to start forcing some passes in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bob, I would... Go ahead. What, what's, your, what's, your, what's your thinking? Just, he's gun shy. Uh, like I said, he as soon as that as soon as that pressure starts coming, he's wanting to to move his feet. And even before the pressure's there, he gets happy feet. Uh, he's rolling around. Uh, there's no pressure at all, and he wants to roll around, move around, and try to throw off his back foot and do all these other things. You know, uh, McNabb could do those kind of things and make it look good because he had that strong arm. And uh, but McNabb could also stare down the gun barrel, take that hit, and deliver the throw. Cobb doesn't seem willing or able to do that, and I think that's, it's going to get him hurt, obviously, and it's, it's going to put the Eagles in a real bind, and we saw both of that real early. You know, the, um, you know, the thing that, that I'm really starting to wonder about is um, the fact that uh, the guy doesn't really look like he, he can respond to, you know, after getting hit. And, and see, that would be fine if we were playing in a, a touch football league. But as you know, and all of us know, the NFL is not a touch football league. You know, it's, it's aggressiveness times, you know, some, you know. It's, it's just, um, 
it's it's savage. It's it's vicious, you know. But that's that's what the sport is. And if you can't take the hitting, and people smell you can't take the hitting, both on your team and on the other team, can you survive in the NFL if people think you don't like to get hit and that you can't you can't respond after you get you get hit? I mean, can can you can can you play in the league that way, you guys? I don't think so because now, especially with the Eagles' case, when the other team knows that you have uh, issues with the offensive line, and they know that you have a, a pocket quarterback that isn't very mobile, they're just going to send that pressure like right at you, and they're going to keep coming all day, and it just it won't get any easy for you. Just you know, uh, what about uh, you know you 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 got uh, yeah we'll go ahead uh, Bob you go ahead and jump in there. What do you think he can play? I mean, with uh, or, or you know what or is there anything they can do? If you got this guy who has gotten a little uh, like he's you know we know you know he got punch drunk a little bit but can you um, can you do anything to help him you know if he's at the point where he's just kind of uh, unwilling to stand there in that pocket and deliver the ball no there's nothing you can do that's not something you can coach uh, I mean the offensive line catches a lot of heat but from the things that I see yeah they were not they were not stellar last week but they were good enough. They were getting the job done, but he is—he uh, will even miss his checkdowns. And like I said, as soon as that rush crosses the line of scrimmage, he's staring at him. He's no longer looking at his receivers. He's got one eye on that blitz, and it's over. You know, toughness is not a thing you can coach. Mike Holmgren didn't teach Brett Favre to be tough. He just is. You either have it or you don't. And at this point, it doesn't look like Cobb has it. Now, okay, so you guys, uh, I want to know both of you. How long did you stay with Kevin Cobb? Now, I um, I do agree with you guys that I, I think you've got to go back to him. Uh, you can't take a guy out. Uh, you know, let, let me say this. Um, I can't say definitively they've got to go back to him because if Michael Vick goes out on Sunday, throws for 300 yards, runs for another 100, and they beat the Lions, you know, 45 to 10, I, I don't think you can look your your your, your players in the eye and, and, and put Michael um, put that Kevin Cobb back in there. I mean, come on, I, I don't think you can do that. And, and and have the guys you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of those players, especially you're talking about Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, who weren't getting the ball at all uh, when uh, Kevin Cobb was in the game. And so now you're gonna tell them, you know, and, and Deshaun's trying to get a new contract, and you got a guy that can't play in there, and uh, you know they're not getting the ball and. Uh, you know, I, you know, everybody on the team. I mean, come on. A lot of those guys are going to say, you know, we're out. So I don't know that you can continue do that, doing that. So I'm not going to say, well, you got to put him back in there because we have to see what happens on Sunday. Uh, but if he continues to just, you know, where he's just falling apart like this, you can't run the offense. How long can you can you stay with him? I think that really it. It all depends on what Michael Vick does in this next week or two. Like you said, if he goes out there... So if he does play well, how long can you stay with him if, if Kevin comes back in and he's playing just as poorly as he did in the first half of that game? How many games can you stay with, with Kevin Cobb? Which, just a guess, maybe uh, three, maybe four at the most. So like, you're going to get a lot of outside pressure, like, especially if, uh, especially if the... Uh, Division or the playoffs are like still like within reach within just like like a game or two, then yeah. you're going to have a lot of pressure to make the switch back to Vic if Cobb is still like 
looks as helpless as he did against uh, Green Bay. Uh, what's, your, what's your thinking, Bob? How long, if, if, uh, if Vic plays well and Cobb is still struggling, how long can they stay with him? How many games? One at most. And I think that's even forget the outside, forget the fans and uh, all the pressure from them. Reed will lose the locker room. If Vic comes out, he plays well against Detroit, and Reed, like I think he will, uh, says, you know, Cobb's our guy, he's going to play. And Cobb is bad again against uh, a subpar team like Jacksonville, he will lose the locker room. It was like you said, you have the young guys like Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, uh, or even McCoy and Selleck and them who are going, you know, this guy's not getting us the ball. We have a better guy sitting on the bench. Why is our coach not putting us in the best position to win? What's going on? He will lose the locker room. And it, I think even as much as Reed is loved by the, the front office, it could cost him his job if he goes with Cobb uh, looking as poorly as he did against the Packers. Well, you know, I think that's, 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 quite, that's quite a statement, and I think that there's some truth to it. I, I definitely think he can lose the locker room because all you've got to do is look at the body language of Deshaun uh, Jackson coming back to the huddle after um, some of the passes from Kevin Cobb, uh, where he's throwing in, you've got three guys on him, he's throwing the ball, he's fighting so it doesn't get intercepted. And you see him coming back to the huddle, you look at the body language on him, and then you compare that to in the second half when, you know, Kevin, I mean, uh, you've got Michael Vick running up and down the field, making plays, even to the point where you've got a guy like, uh, you know, the throw he made to, Brent Selleck, who is, you know, Kevin Cobb's best buddy. Uh, you know, Michael Vick makes a throw to him that he couldn't have handed the ball to him any better. Uh, then uh, uh, when I was in the locker room uh, this week, um, he had uh, Todd Harriman's talking about how he had missed his block. He missed his block. And he looked up. He was going back to try to see if he could still keep the guy off of Vick. And he looked up, and Vick was 15 yards downfield. He said, I mean, he can't believe this guy, how fast he is. And so, uh, you know, they had, uh, we're talking to LaShawn McCoy about him, and he's saying, you know, people were surprised at the things he was doing. This is LaShawn McCoy talking. He's going, don't these people realize this is Michael Vick? Because, see, all these guys grew up looking at Michael Vick. They watched him on TV when they were in high school, when they were in college. So they believe in him, you know, and so – uh, I think that um, Andy Reid has to be aware of some of these things. They are going to have immense pressure, and I think the biggest pressure is going to be coming from the locker room and not necessarily from the, from the fans, even though you're going to get that too if he plays well. But the guys out there, you know, I think they've, they've, a lot of them have, uh, you know, haven't, I mean, think about how he played during the preseason. Can you, have pre- can you have faith in Kevin from the way he played in the preseason? I mean, it's really a concerning thing, and that's why uh, if he loses the locker room, what do you guys think, you know, can he, you know, can, can they still, will, will he have lost, let's his ability to be the starter here in Philadelphia, you think? What's, what, what do you guys think is the case? Go ahead, uh, Bob. Uh, yeah, if, if he loses it, uh, you know, if that scenario plays out, Vic comes in, plays well, they beat Detroit, and then uh, Reed does what I think he's going to do and says, Cobb's our starter, Cobb plays, plays poorly, they lose, and Vic comes back in for the rest of the season, I think it's done. I think once, once you pull Cobb, uh, 
because of his play, and you start Vic, it's done and it's over. Uh, you know, it was the same thing with uh, you know, Brady Quinn in Cleveland. Once he was pulled for Derek Anderson, that was that. It was game over, done. Uh, you know, you no longer have the faith of the guys in the locker room. You no longer have the faith of the organization, and it's done. His time in Philly will be done before it even gets started. Now, think about this. Uh, think about the, you know, uh, Drew Bledsoe. I mean, uh, you know, he was the starter in uh, in New England. He had a young guy there playing, uh, under, you know, underneath him. I mean, you know, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, Brady takes over and he he leads the team and the team's going. You know it gets to the point where uh, you know you don't know what's going on. Now I want to give you guys this scenario. I know we're probably coming up on a break, but I got to give you this scenario, which uh, you know this is going to be amazing. But we got this break coming up here, and uh, after the break, there's a scenario that could play out. That would be shocking, but it's already happened in NFL history. And we'll see if there's a possibility of this happening. We'll be back with you in a moment on GCOB in the house. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you on 
Gigava in the house on voiceamerica.com. Now, there's a scenario that could play out, you guys, that, um, that, that um, uh, Mike Florio brought up. And I got to give it to him about this one. Uh, it's, it's really kind of fascinating. Back in 1998, um, Brad Johnson was the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. And he got hurt, like, in the first game. So he got banged up in the first game. And uh, what they did was they decided, well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going we're to put Randall Cunningham in there. And when he, uh, you know, when, when, uh, when Brad Johnson gets healthy, he'll be the starter. Well, Randall Cunningham got in the first game. He threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns on a Monday night game. And on that game, they blew out the Green Bay Packers and, and Brett Favre was benched. So, uh, Randall went on a, uh, he was on a, a, a season-long, just, he was just blistering. Uh, they won 15 games. They were 15-1. and one. They broke the, uh, the NFL scoring record. Uh, it was Ran- uh, Randy Moss's, uh, his, uh, his uh, rookie season, uh, and they wound up losing in the NFC Championship game, but they, they had a remarkable year. I mean, it was unbelievable offense the way that they were able to uh, go up and down the field. But what happened with Brad Johnson is he had this injury, and they kept saying he was still injured. He couldn't come back. Now, if, if uh, Vic were blowing things up, do you think there's any way the Eagles would do something like that? I think that, um, well, certainly here at the Eagles now, Randall Cunningham that year in Minnesota had um, some great wide receivers to help him out. He had Chris Carter, Randy Moss in his rookie year, and uh, Jake Reed. Now, Michael Vick, he's going to have um, a lot of great weapons here too. Um, Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, Brent Selleck. And, again, like in the next two weeks, like the stage is set for him to really tear it up and get a lot of support from everyone from the locker room to the fans. And, um... If that if that all were to play out, I, I don't think that um, I don't think that Reed would be as uh, would go to Vic as easily as um, Dennis Green went to Randall Cunningham back in 1998. But I I, I could see that happening if uh, if Cobb does were to struggle horribly in his first few games back. Well, you know that that's uh, that's the whole thing. We we got to see how that whole thing works out. You know, because that, that is the essence of, of what could happen, is that you could wind up in a situation where, you know, Vic continues to play well, and then they're put in a situation where uh, you're going to shut him down and go back to Kevin Cobb, or you're going to say, you know, we got to do something, so, you know, we're going to uh, make it a point to, um, uh, we're going to make it a point uh, to give the ball back to Kevin, we're going to resist the urge to go to Vic. I mean, what, whatever. they got to make a decision one way or the other. Now the rest of the football team, uh, what did you think of the defense on Sunday uh, and the way they played, and uh, do you think they're going to be as good as, uh, as, as some are thinking? Uh, they did go a good ahead, job. Oh, go ahead, Bob. Either uh, way, one of you guys, go ahead. Well, they, they were okay. Uh I mean, you had a few guys who were who were good individually. Uh, then you had some guys who were not so good individually. I thought Stuart Bradley was one of them uh, who was not so good. Now, uh, I mean, he's clearly a better option than Gaither. 
but uh, he seemed to get caught up in the wash a lot. Uh, wasn't shedding his blocks, but I mean, then you had on the flip side, you had guys like Brandon Graham, didn't record anything that would go on the stat sheet, but got a great push uh, up the middle when he was playing defensive tackle. Uh, Jukel Parker, uh, he's not ready to go. Uh, Trent Cole was very good, uh, but then you, you said, had a guy like Ellis Hobbs Parker, who he's not ready to go. What so do you mean by that? What's that? You said Jukwe Parker's not ready to go. What did you mean by that? Uh, he he sees uh, everyone getting pushed out, I and mean, he's not he's not ready to go that way. He's not quite ready to uh, to lay down for the young kid. It looks like uh, mm-hmm. coming, getting those two sacks, and he he really pushed Graham inside. I mean, I think had Parker not come out and had those two sacks, you would have seen Parker playing on defensive end a whole lot. But uh, those sacks, I think, gave McDermott a renewed faith in him, at least for that game. And uh, that's why we saw Graham on the inside a lot. He didn't want to keep. Well, no, I, I tell you, they, they, um, I think you, you're going in the future. This probably going to work out that way. But uh, they were working on moving him inside because they weren't happy with Teo Nishime. Because uh, Teo Nishime, if you remember, he was the guy that was supposed to be brought in. They already were talking about how he was going to be, you know, the inside pass rusher. And he started out at training camp as the top inside pass rusher. But as time went on. You know, he moved to the back of the line because he just wasn't getting it done. So, uh, so they 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 are really sacrificing Brandon by moving him in there uh, because you know he's really at his best when he's coming from the outside. You know, so uh, you know he's finding ways. Uh, they're trying to find the most effective four guys that can put pressure on that quarterback so they don't have to rely on the blitz because relying on the blitz. Can get your, you know, just just run out of a stadium, you know, if they're picking up the blitz and you got guys running open all over the place. Mm. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how that works out. Now, um, with the the defensive secondary, you had Nate Allen. He did get a, uh, a, a uh, interception. How did you think Nate Allen played, you guys? I thought it was all right. Um, he didn't seem to make any uh, critical mistakes on the field. Uh, he was able to get the turnover, but that wasn't a very hard play to make. Uh, Rogers just uh, overthrew his man badly, and Allen just happened to be there. But uh, they, I, I thought he played better than uh, Quentin Michael. Uh, Quentin Michael, I saw missed a couple of tackles, but uh, yeah, he was all right for his first time out there. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see how that all that all that works out. Now, going forward with the team, the special teams, uh, Bobby April, they've been a major disappointment. What should happen with the special teams, guys? Well, I thought uh, uh, you could see it starting in training camp. Reed has never kept the guys around who are there to really play special teams. I mean, trading Tracy White away, uh, cutting Kelly Washington in favor of Hank Basket, I thought made no sense. Uh, and then you know you keep guys like Jamar Chaney and Keenan Clayton on the roster uh, because they were uh, looking very good in coverage. And they're inactive. So really, mm-hmm. the only uh, special teams guys you have are Elder Buckley and Dimitri Patterson. I mean, this team is deep to the point that guys don't feel like they have to live and die on special teams, like other uh, teams in the league have. I think that really will always hold the Eagles special teams back, especially if he doesn't put an emphasis on it. Four different coordinators in four years. It's not the coaches. It's it's the roster. Yeah, well, you know, if, 
you know, something is a problem, and uh, they they got to solve this problem with the special teams because, you know, I was still outside thinking of of them making the playoffs. I don't know if that's realistic right now to even utter those words of making the playoffs, but ultimately uh, it's a problem because we know if number five was still the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, they would be hands-on favorites. I mean, they would be favored to be in the playoffs. Now, whether they win the division or not, but there's no way somebody's going to come to me and tell me, well, with McNabb and his track record in this football team, I'm sure everybody would have been talking about, you know, that, uh, you know, that, 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 that something's going to happen to me from that standpoint. So, anyway, uh, going forward, you got this game coming up, the Lions and uh, the Eagles. Uh, the Lions have a formidable uh, defense, especially defensive line. Now, if they corral these guys, what do you think the Eagles can do, uh, you know, through the passing game? To the Lions' passing game, or for the Eagles' passing game? Uh, for the Eagles' passing game. Okay. Well, I think it might be a little easier for him to get uh, Deshaun Jackson and uh, Jeremy Macklin involved this week with uh, Vic in the game, just because I think Vic can throw the uh, deep ball better than Kevin Cobb could. I think that that plays better to the uh, strengths of the Eagles' uh, receivers. But I uh, also like to see him try to. Get Deshaun involved early, maybe um, some short passes, like a, make a little uh, wide receiver screens, just anything like that to help build a little rhythm in the offense early. Well, I think that that, that definitely does play into it. Uh, uh, Bob, you got a comment? Uh, the the Lions aren't uh, exactly deep at corner. I mean, they just went out and signed Nathan Vasher, who was a complete disappointment uh, in Chicago. So I think that that shows just how desperate they're getting in the secondary. There's not a corner on that team that should be able to stick with Deshaun Jackson or Macklin, and they certainly don't have a guy in the nickel who can stick with Avon. So I think uh, there's definitely no excuses for Vic. If he goes out and plays poorly, there's definitely no excuses for him. He should be able to pass the ball. Running the ball is going to be a little more difficult because, like you said, Undama Kinsu, just early on, he looks like an absolute monster. And I think he's going to be a headache all day, uh, especially with uh, young McGlynn in there. Uh, so, I mean, that's the other thing. You've got young McGlynn working with Vic, so it's a whole new thing there, the snap count. And Jason Peters doesn't know the snap count to begin with, so that's going to be a big thing they're going to have to deal with. But, uh, yeah, as long as Vic gets the ball out in time, they should be able to pass up and down on those corners. Well, you know, um, I, I didn't. I, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Um, the the um, the fact that uh, you know you got a team which is going into this game, they're kind of in a you know wait and see. They don't know what's going on. If they lose this game, is the season over and the chances of the Eagles going to the playoffs over? Uh, I don't think you can ever say it's over. Uh, remember, um, 2006. Everybody thought it was over before. Uh, McNabb got hurt and Jeff Garcia came in. Well, and what, what I mean is, uh, uh, will we look back later in the season and go, well, it, it really was over at that point? That's possible. Well, certainly uh, you're going to get a lot of fans that uh, like panic and give up on the season early. But uh, so it's only two weeks in. Uh, you, I think it'd be way too early to call the season at that point. Uh, Bob, comment? Uh, I think I think if the Eagles, say the Eagles finish uh, – one game out uh, of the playoffs, 
uh, I think with Vic in, let's say Vic starts the year uh, and they finish one game out, I think that could get interesting too. People start looking at that Packers game going, if Vic was in, you know, maybe they pull that game out. Maybe we're in the playoffs right now. And then Cobb is really looked at as a, you know, he becomes the new pariah. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's so hard to say. They haven't even gotten into division play yet. So, uh, but if they lose this game, yeah, it definitely puts them at a huge disadvantage starting 0-2. Yeah, now, now if they were to start like that, now think about uh, the, the back end of that schedule. Uh, they, that back end of that schedule is really scary. When you look at those games against Washington, the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, you got Minnesota, you got the Colts, you got Houston. I mean, those are all tough games. I mean, think about how tough those games are now. Look how much better Houston is. You know, and, and you're going to play them, and you're going to play Indianapolis, too. Then you've got to play Dallas and the Vikings you've got to play. I mean, that is a tough, uh, tough schedule uh, to play. So you've got to do all of that. Uh, the thing I'm wondering about is how's this, what's going to be the psyche of this team. Do you think Andy Reid's going to be able to keep these guys together, keep them focused on football and, and not have a lot of uh, uh, shenanigans going on during this season? I think so. I think uh, Andy Reid, that's always been one of his uh, best uh, traits as a coach. I mean, there's there's been a lot of teams, especially particularly in the last five years, uh, the 2018, the uh, 2016, that could have bailed, but um, he always kept them together, uh, focused on football. They made those late runs in the year to get back into the playoff picture. Uh, I'm, okay, uh, I guess we got to go to a break. I hear the music. We'll go to a break. We'll be back in a moment. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in nfl history tune in to wide open with andre rison andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport there'll be celebrity guests coaches players artists and more he'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week tune in to wide open with host andre rison featured thursdays at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific time on the voice america sports channel so Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. 
The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice American Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk with their combined experience of 60 years in the woods. Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. G. Cobb back with you. We've got uh, Denny Basins on uh, one line, and we've got uh, Bob Cunningham on the other. Uh, you've got uh, everything closing out, the Eagles with the big game against the Detroit Lions this coming Sunday. Uh, you guys, uh, give me some predictions on the game. How do you think this is going to play out? I think the Eagles win the game um, pretty easily. You've got the Lions with their uh, backup quarterback, Sean Hill, in there. Sean Hill has won some games with the 49ers, but he's not a very good quarterback. Uh, uh, the key for the Eagles, it's going to be uh, they need to take away uh, Calvin Johnson over the top. Uh, and Michael Vick needs to build off of what he did against Green Bay. Uh, he can't he play uh, careless like he did in the uh, preseason where he committed too many turnovers. Yeah, uh, there's no way, you know, Michael Vick will be just a – it really hurt his chances around the league of getting a job when he leaves the Eagles – if he goes out there and he throws a lot of interceptions, I mean, uh, he, he has been very careful with the ball, and he's getting better and better at, at that. So I don't think he's going to do that. But that's all to do with decision-making, and he's going to have to make some decisions under duress where there's a guy screaming at him that's trying to take his head off, and he's just got to remain cool and calm and collected and, and get the ball to the playmakers. That's the thing. Now, uh, you know, we, we hope that's, uh, you know, that what, that's what they get done. Uh, but um, Vic, uh, he, he could do so many things. That's the thing is that uh, I wonder if some of this uh, enamor is going to is going to wear off. You think it's going to wear off with the guards of the Eagles and Vic? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm, at least not right away. Maybe over time, like if he plays poorly over the next week or so, then yes. But if he continues to come in there and play like he did against Green Bay, I think it'll remain as as it has been for the last week. Yeah, I don't. I definitely don't. Don't see it ending, especially against the Lions. I don't think there's a guy fast enough on the field to contain him. And like I said, those corners are—they're uh, going to have a rough day on their hands trying to stick with Jackson, Macklin, Avant, and then uh, Selleck and McCoy out of the backfield. So it's definitely not going to end this week. 
Well, you know that the whole thing is, you know, uh, uh, the the defense for the uh, the Lions is supposed to be much improved. Uh, they're going to run the ball. So with both teams talking about running and running and running, do you think it will be as exciting game? I mean, if they're just running the ball, can they make it an exciting game by just pounding that ball? Uh, with both teams pounding the ball either way, you know, uh, you, got, you got a comment on that? Uh, I would, I would say so. I mean, I think Javid Best, uh, he scored two touchdowns last week. Didn't have a whole lot of yards rushing, but I think he's an electric player. And if the Lions get the ball in his hands, uh, it could be, it could get very interesting. Calvin Johnson, you know, perhaps the the best overall athlete in the league. He's just outstanding. Uh, so if he actually comes down with the ball, you could see him even have a big day. So, uh, and then Vic, it's always fun when Vic's playing. So, yeah, it could be, it could be a real interesting game. Well, you know, you see uh, we're kind of winding, those, winding everything down. Now, uh, prediction score-wise, you guys, predict prediction? Let's see. Um, I'll go with the Eagles uh, 27 to 10. Uh, uh, and what kind of game are we talking about? Who has a big game? Uh, is it a Vic-led game? Does he have a big game, or or is it LaShawn McCoy with the running attack? Uh, no, I, th- I think it's all about uh, Vic again this week. Uh, I, I think McCoy, he'll have an, McCoy will, I don't think he'll be that much different from what he was a week ago. Like I'm sure they'll run the ball a little more this week, but I, I can't see him having more of an impact on the game than Vic. Uh, well, we'll, yeah, see but... how, we'll see how this whole thing works out, because this is one they got to have. Uh, they don't want to come down here, uh, come back to uh, Philadelphia, or for that matter, go down to uh, Jacksonville at 0 and 2, and in a situation where they could easily go 0 and 3, and then be facing the Redskins at 0 and 3, with uh, McNabb coming back in here. They would. You want to talk about oof, a lot of tension, a lot to shake their head about, and um, you know we'll see how it all works out. But uh, it should be an exciting time. Uh, because we're going to find out a lot, of, a lot about Michael Vick, and hopefully soon we'll find out about Kevin Cobb, whether these guys are going to be able to stand in the pocket and make the throws you need to make uh, to be an NFL champion. Now, uh, which one do you think has the better chance? Is it Michael Vick or Kevin Cobb? Which has the better chance of, of having a great year? I would say it's Michael Vick, hands down. I think he showed that last week. He's shown that uh, throughout his career he can win. I think he's a smarter, much smarter quarterback than he was now in Atlanta. Uh, so I, I think, hands down, it's Michael Vick. Okay, well, we, we're going to find out. I mean, it, it should be a, it's going to be an interesting week. You've got a lot of people who are trying to, um, to pick this game and, you know, whether they uh, get Michael Vick and throw him on a fantasy team or, uh, what, you know, what, what do you guys, I don't know if you have any uh, interest or knowledge about fantasy leagues, but do you think it would be too much of a chance to grab Michael Vick now, not knowing whether he's going to be starting all year? Do you take a chance on somebody like Michael Vick? At least I for did. a week or two, yeah. Okay, I you did. say he's for a week, week or two, Denny? Yeah. Okay. What yeah. about you? Uh... Yeah, he's on, he's on my team. Got him on the waiver wire. So. Oh, you got Vick on your team, huh? Absolutely. Cobb was my – I took Cobb later because I was hoping. Had my fingers uh-huh. crossed, but – got Vic on the waiver wire, and he'll be starting at least this week. Well, I hope that uh, if he starts, hopefully something good happens. Hopefully the, the Eagles are able to make enough plays and put enough points on the board 
to get the victory because if they lose to the Lions, just the stigma of losing to a team that a couple years ago didn't win one stinking game, uh, the Eagles don't want to let that happen. So they're going to be uh, fired up for this game. And, you know, the defense, I think, has the ability to intimidate somebody. So they're going to try to be intimidating and fired up and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I want to thank you guys for joining me. Thank everybody that listened in. And we'll be back with you next week. But they got to go. I'm out of here. Like Vladimir from G-Cobb in the house. Got to go. Have a good one. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's all Arizona 